Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. Here at OK Sis, we believe women are multifaceted. Which is why you can expect sisterly banter on a wide range of topics, such as pop culture, our entrepreneurial journeys, and mental health routines. We promise it'll be informative. And silly. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello and welcome. Back to OK Sis. My name is Madeline Rose Mayo. Hello, I am Scout Sobel, and we're so excited that you're here. We know that you all loved last week's episode where essentially we just hyped you up. So thanks for coming back. Thanks for keeping on. Thank you for keeping on listening. How do you say that? Thank you for keeping on, keeping on. Thanks for the retention. Yes. Thanks for. Thanks for the retention. Our retention rate is high. The retention rate is high, and we appreciate that above all. Sure, sure. We're all about the metrics. I mean, not really. I don't even know how to read our not metrics. Really. Not at all. I literally don't know how to read our metrics at all on our hosting site. So I just, you know, know that every single time I get a Geneva notification, the sisterhood is alive and well. So, you know, if you haven't joined our Geneva Community Center, you can go to the show notes, a link. There's a link and it'll take you there and you can join us because we talk about all sorts of things, random things, entrepreneur things, book club things, silly things. Literally, there is no topic off limits in that Geneva group. But yes, that's how we directly connect with you all. So those are the only metrics we care about is people being active in the Geneva group and (laughs) us speaking with them. Yeah. Knowing that we have a tangible community. I mean, tangible is better than non-tangible. You know what? Mads is uh, spewing wisdom and facts on today's episode. Wisdom and facts. Wisdom motherfucking facts. Okay, should we get into current fixation? Yes. So my current fixation right now is Kimberly Snyder and more specifically, I mean, just like everything that she does, but I am reading her newest book, You Are More Than You Think You Are. It's, I don't know what the subtitle is. It's like Practical Steps Towards Enlightenment, something like that. And then her podcast, The Feel Good Podcast, is incredible as well. She's also an amazing Instagram follow. She started her career in more of the nutrition space. She was a celebrity nutritionist, like Drew Barrymore endorsed her latest book, et cetera. But she is also an extremely, extremely spiritual woman, which I obviously appreciate and love and look up to. And so her newest book is less lifestyle, which she's known for, and much more inner stuff. She really studied the works of Yogananda, autobiography of a yogi, as well as the, I'm going to probably pronounce this wrong, Baba God Gita. And so her book is kind of taking those ancient texts, those older texts, and applying it to today's life. So in her book, you can find almost like this journey back to your true self where you can really identify with it on that internal part of you that exists beyond what's happening externally. So if anybody is interested in spirituality, I would rate this on the like early to medium scale, if that makes sense. I think it's a really approachable book, but I also think there are some more complex ideas in there. So I think it's a great starting point for anybody because it really, really kind of dives you in. But again, it's practical so you can apply it to your daily life. So I'm just obsessed with her. She's got these two beautiful kids. She's got this great husband who's like this. He's tatted up and she tells the whole story about how she met him and how he was 
completely opposite than what she thought she was calling in and what she thought her soulmate would look like. They just bought this house in Hawaii. I mean, she's so delightful and her energy is so peaceful and energizing at the same time. So my current fixation is Kimberly Snyder. And then beneath the Kimberly Snyder umbrella is her podcast, the Feel Good Podcast, and her book, You Are More Than You Think You Are. Wow. I mean, I'm always in a state of trying to be peaceful and energized. So I am definitely going to check her out. She seems like she's building an empire. Yes. And I'm sure she also has her company called My Saluna, which has women's circles. It has products. Oh, hello. I use her digestive enzymes. I know exactly who this is. Oh, great. Yeah, she's amazing. She, I'm sure she's been a guest. Okay. For the IBS ladies out there, for the sisters out there who get bloated AF, her digestive enzymes are single-handedly the only thing that has worked for me. Like, I'm pooping a couple times a day when I take those babies, when I remember to take it before a meal. Like, that's unheard of in my life. I mean, maybe you should cut back. That doesn't sound healthy to go a couple times a day. You're supposed to go, like, yeah, you are. Like maybe twice, but like not all the time. Sounds excessive. Okay, okay, not all the time. Not all the time, but just like twice. Wow, that makes me so happy that you you use her digestive enzymes because I haven't bought her products yet. I'm just a consumer of her content, but I have heard amazing things about her products over at her business. The digestive enzymes, it's on a subscription basis, baby. I did the probiotics and then there's like a anti-bloat thing that's like very much for if you, you know, eat a Mexican feast, Mm. then maybe you'll take those. But the digestive enzymes are just like throughout the day, really, really good. Oh, beautiful. Wow. This makes me happy. So maybe now you'll cross over to her content. I sure will. Thank you. Thank you for that rec. Okay. So I have two current fixations and I think they're both very important and they're both very current. So I'm going to say both. One is if you follow me on the Instagram, you know that I have been part of this kind of like hacker house slash hype house slash situation and it's called launch house it's basically a place where founders live in a big house in beverly hills together and co-work during the day work on their startups and then in the night there's programming so we have like investors come over really high level executives there's also just like bonding exercises it's this amazing community so i've been going through that for the past two weeks but one arena that they told us to get more involved in was Twitter. Okay. Twitter. So I tried to do the tweets a long time ago when I first started Camber. It was not consistent. Okay. As we know about being a content creator, you need to be consistent. And I didn't really like Twitter. I didn't like the people on it. It felt very like highbrow. Like, well, oh my God, I know everything. I have an opinion on everything. That's kind of why I I was just, it didn't resonate with me. But the founder of Launch House was like, it is imperative that you guys are on Twitter and you are tweeting up a storm about your startups and connecting with other tech founders and investors. It's like very, very heavy on those parts. Also like Web3 and all that. It's a funnel for that type of stuff if you're interested. So I have been, I've been on Twitter and you know what? I was pleasantly surprised at how much I've been enjoying it because you know, I can't do anything that's not authentic. So, you know, I'm tweeting up about about The Bachelor 
and then also about Web3 and then about, you know, my startup and being a female founder. So it's a wide array. And that is what I love about it. And you know what? I'm just going to be authentic on it. And it's really fun. And I'm connecting with a lot of other women in tech. So it feels it feels really great. So I think that's my current fixation is Twitter. And this is going to be a plug. Go follow me on Twitter. It's a fun time. Yeah, Twitter is... Twitter's a very interesting place. It's a place that I've never really been able to figure out. Sometimes I go there and tweet something so that I can screenshot it and put it on a nice graphic and post it to my Instagram story. That's really where I use Twitter. Yeah, yeah. That's a good funnel. That's a good funnel. Yeah, it's just, you think I would be into it because it is words and words are my forte, but amazing. I will try to remember to open the app and see your latest thoughts. And follow me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of thoughts on there. So yeah, Twitter's fun. Okay, I want to say one other current fixation. I just discovered this new podcast. It's by two of my favorite TikTokers. Their names are Brooke and Connor. If you know them on TikTok, they're Lady Efron and Fibula. And they just started a podcast called Brooke and Connor Make a Podcast. (laughs) Great title. And there's only like four episodes. They're the funniest people on the internet like completely. I don't know why they don't come up more on my For You page, but when they do, I'll go back and like rewatch everything I missed. Like they're that type of content creators. And I just, I love a good, silly, lighthearted podcast. Like sometimes I'm just not in the mood for something so deep and they are just fantastic. Their banter together is unparalleled. I think our banter is unparalleled and I think they are in the same boat. Okay. So Maybe we should do a swap. I would shit my pants. I would shit my pants if I met Brooke. You would love Brooke. She seems like our cousin. She's like this Jewish girl, so funny. She's, she's, I'm going to send you some of her stuff. You're going to pee your pants. Like she went to camp with us. Yeah. Like she is a girl that like went to camp with us. You know what I mean? You sent me her Instagram like last year, I think. And you're like, this is the third sister. She's phenomenal. And we definitely either have to have her on the pod for sure. But yeah, great podcast. If you're looking for something just like very silly and to to giggle a little bit, maybe maybe like pee your pants a little bit, mm. like a little trickle. Mm. Also, raise your hand if you're the third sister. Like right now, just raise your hand if you are the third sister of Scout and Mads. I hope all of your hands are physically currently raised right now. Yeah. That would make me really happy. Go into our Geneva Community Center and let us know if you're the third sister. Take a selfie, post it, tag us on Instagram. Moving on. Okay. That is all really beautiful. Also question just off the top of my head, because of TikTok, how many new content creators have emerged that can carry on as a content creator as their career because of TikTok? Like How many, because on Instagram, very few of those pop up every year. Do you know what I'm saying? But TikTok just created like, like 10,000 new ones that can be full-time content creators. Like what is the number? hundred percent. I don't know the number, but there, yes, there is definitely a whole new crop of content creators and people who are then expanding into other mediums. Like I talked about Talia Lichitstein, I think that's how we sorry if I'm not pronouncing your name right. She just got a podcast with Betches called Bad Vibes. We posted about it on our Instagram. And so like I think these creators are then like going into other mediums like podcasting, like people are big on Twitter as well, like very funny, like comedian type vibes. But yeah, a whole new crop. A whole new crop. A, a whole, whole new, new world. Crop. 
Okay, we got to get better at we like we're on the same page and then we say a different word. You know what I mean? We're like almost telepathic. <laughs> we should put that on a sweatshirt. Almost telepathic. Almost telepathic. <laughs> just really, really sorry. There's just one more thing I got to get out before we talk about meditation. Oh, get it, get it off. Get it off your chest, Scout. Last night I watched the documentary. I know I'm fucking late to the game. I get it. I've been, it's been on my list forever. Three identical strangers about the three twins who were separated at birth. Did you watch that? Okay, first of all, I want to know your thought process of how you get to decide to watch this. Because- for me, I hear things in the zeitgeist. I hear things on the socials and then I watch it or it's presented to me on the TV as like the Netflix header footer thing. How do you discover and decide I'm going to watch this documentary from five years ago? So it really depends on my mood and what they're showing on the homepage. So I'll scroll. So they were showing that? They were showing it on the documentary homepage on Hulu oh, yesterday. Okay. And I was like, I was looking for a documentary. I went to Hulu and I was like, you know what? Tonight I'm in the documentary mood. And then it showed up and I was like, oh, because you don't want to watch a shit documentary. Like I want a documentary that's mind blowing. And so I- This is mind blowing. This was mind blowing. I don't even know what to think about it. It got super fucking dark at the end. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine that someone is out? Like, can you imagine if someone's out there right now is your identical- no and it's so upsetting and for the people who are still out there who have an identical twin they don't know about they should reveal who, who those people are so that they can reunite i can't I know. it's i can't imagine the the psychological and emotional distress that those triplets and twins went with when they were separated because the triplets were together for six months before they were separated so that's a pretty intense bond and just biologically knowing that you have a twin you know, it's a different type of bond than maybe just like a sibling in many ways. So it was pretty wild. It was pretty crazy to see the similarities between them naturally, but it, obviously they're very different. So anyways, it was, it was a wild, I didn't know really what to make of it other than I just felt extremely sad. Yeah. I don't really remember how it ends. I do know, spoiler alert, or I guess we don't, it's okay. We don't need to tell you what happens. We don't need to go into it, but I just wanted to update you that I watched that last night and I feel, I feel sad. Oh, thanks for the update. I feel sad for those, for those people. Oh, oof. Yeah. It was a sad, it wasn't a happy documentary. That's for sure. No. It wasn't a good one. Didn't have a happy ending. How are we doing on the dropout? We haven't discussed oh, this. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. So I haven't watched the latest episode, but just so you guys know, Scout and I started watching the Elizabeth Holmes TV show, The Dropout on Hulu. And it is fan fucking tastic. Amanda Seyfried is a vision. It is so good. I'm so pissed that it's not on Netflix and we can binge the whole thing. So the latest episode just came out yesterday when we're recording this. So just because it's not on Netflix doesn't like Netflix does. No, it doesn't. Uh, releases. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it, it did doesn't. that for Love is Blind. Oh. Yes, it does. Scout. Okay, calm down. Most of their content is all on there from the very get go. Most of it. I've like literally never watched. It's probably because you'd watch it after it's all released a year later. No, that's not true. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. 
when I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before. And we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast. Because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right, 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. When Queer Eye came out, it was all there. Okay, some of them are not. Okay, keep going. Hulu, so Hulu. Hulu in general always does one a week because they're from cable. So, anyways, I have to watch the latest episode. I'm really excited about it and I'm so deep into it. 
that I watched the 2020 episode on Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos because that's up there. Oh, I saw that. What was that? What is 2020? It's like a 60 minutes, I think, where they just deep dive into something. So I watched that. They interviewed Amanda Seyfried, which was great because you got a little bit of behind the scenes action on how they shot the dropout. So, yeah, I am pretty fucking deep into Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos. I watched the documentary. And you listen to the podcast. Okay, so I listened to the podcast. And, like, to be honest, the podcast got a little slow and repetitive because they were coming out with them live as the trial went on. So, like, not every episode had new news for us. So, you, you know, it was a big investment to listen to the whole thing. But I am, I'm invested in then some. I know everything about this story. So. Wow. Yeah. This, I'm excited. I'm going to watch the dropout tonight. I'm so excited. Okay. Let's talk about meditation, which is why we are here, which is why we have gathered in this virtual Zoom setting with a microphone in front of our mouths to spread the good gospel. Meditation. Of meditation. So I want to start with how I got into meditation because... It was not something that happened overnight and it was not something that became ingrained into my daily practice at all for years. It took years for me to get into meditation. So we've all heard a million fucking times, meditation is good for you, meditate daily, we know the benefits. We don't need to like tell you the science and the studies, you fucking know. Yeah, but you hear it all the time and yet it's very difficult to get into and it's very difficult to feel those benefits off the bat and that's why we don't really stay in it. And not everybody meditates the same way. So it's all about finding your own meditation practice. So as I kind of got into the more holistic healing energy modalities of cupping and Reiki, Mads and I did a yoga teacher training session. I was dabbling with meditation, but I could never do it right. It didn't feel good. It didn't provide relief. There was nothing extraordinary about it. I felt like I was just about to fall asleep kind of. And so when I went to Tulum the first time on my honeymoon, I did a yoga class that ended in a meditation and suddenly because I moved my body, I moved energy, I was able to get into the most incredible meditation. That's why Shavasana is always the best. So amazing because it's literally, it means death pose. It's, it literally yeah. means you've moved your body to a degree where you cannot do anything other than rest. Yeah. But I mean, it wasn't even that yoga class wasn't even an intense physical movement class by the time because like when we meditated we sat up it was just that I had moved I think the restless energy so that I could get to a point where I could meditate and so that kind of showed me that I either need to move my body a little bit before meditating or I just need to move energy by journaling or something like that so that was the first time that I felt as if my brain I remember it so clearly I felt as if my brain was an open hallway with the windows open and it was just a empty hallway with all this like the, you know the curtains flapping and the wind coming in and all the light it was so beautiful and I just felt as if that was what my brain was it was amazing and so that gave me the first taste of what is possible through meditation but still it took me a really long time to get a real daily practice I started in I think end of 2019 early 2020 I started meditating at night so before I went to bed, because that felt easier for me, I felt as if if I meditated in the morning, I would be tired. And so my first meditation kind of aha, the, the one meditator that I fell super in love with was Sarah Blondin, because her meditations are super poetic. And I've talked about her a million times. So I started listening to her a lot. And then I would also just put like a 20 minute timer on my insight timer that did the sound bowls, but I would really just kind of use it to fall asleep. So I started incorporating it before I went to bed. 
But it wasn't until, again, we went back to Tulum last year together for my 30th that I went to the gratitude tent and I did an hour hypnotic meditation that was led. And I fell so deeply into a beautiful meditation. And I think it was either the hypnosis that worked or something. And I was reminded of the power of meditation. And so I started doing Melissa Wood meditations after my Pilates session, that very similar idea of moving my body and then doing Melissa Wood. So once I started doing Melissa Wood meditations for three months, two months, I would say, suddenly I saw the difference. I was less reactive. I felt as if I had a home base every day. I felt as if my breath could move me through things. And it was the most subtle change. And yet it felt so impactful. So that is when about September, October, I started and now I meditate every single day in the morning. So I'll journal to move that energy from the night before. So I feel like I get all the subconscious rambling out and therefore I can really sit still. And today I do a combination of Melissa Wood. I'll go on Insight Timer. I love Sada Simone meditations. I do a lot of abundance meditations, positive affirmation, morning meditations. And now it is a non-negotiable practice that I come back to even in the middle of the day. I'll do a quick five minute if I feel like I need a reset. So That has been my journey with meditation. And I am so incredibly grateful that today it is like a mandatory everyday thing that I do. Yeah, it's really, it's a beautiful journey. It's interesting because I've always breath work, which like not breath work in the traditional like classes sense and technique sense. I'm talking just like the use of my breath to calm my nerves and anxiety. That's always been a tool that I've used because I learned how to control my breath because I was a singer growing up. So I've always been very in touch with breathing and the different parts of your body that you breathe in, whether it's diaphragm versus your chest. And so I've been very, very in tune with that my whole life. So like during college, I remember I would use breathing as a way to like calm nerves and like calm anxiety. And I didn't even know I was doing it. I just, I just knew because it is so powerful. And it was funny because I remember one time my friend, like she couldn't take a deep breath. And I was like, wait, like just breathe. And really said, she was like, I feel like I'm hyperventilating all the time. I don't know what you're talking about, which was crazy to me because I was like, that was my first indication that I think I felt very grateful that I knew how to do a really deep breath and use that at my disposal. So I really have always been into into breathing and using that as an exercise. And I, I think I typically just come back to that every time I either get into meditation or get out of it. Sometimes the routine is not fully formed, but it's this beautiful like sense of if you've ever done a meditation, you know, they always like come back to your breath, think about your breath. So I feel very fortunate that that's something that I've always anchored in. So I guess my journey started, you know, my boyfriend has been an avid, avid. He is like a meditation pro. Okay. He went to this meditation teacher. His name is Light Watkins, And he learned, I think it's transcendental meditation. And he does 20 minutes. Oh, Ben does TM. I believe so. He does 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes every afternoon. Yeah, that's TM. Non-negotiable. It's insane. It's like clockwork. And it is so invigorating for him and energizing. He actually says that you shouldn't meditate before bed because it's it's supposed to energize you actually. Like the science in meditation, it's supposed to like really refresh you and reset you. So 
and what he does is, which is something I learned also in um, by using Headspace, which I'm sure a lot of people have either tried to use Headspace or it's like, I think they were the ones that really modernized and maybe democratized meditation a little bit and made it really accessible. And I, I like Headspace because they do like a little walkthrough. There's like a seven day period. The guy's voice is really nice. And basically what you envision is when there's a thought in your head, instead of being like, oh, stop thinking, da, 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 like get really frustrated and like judge yourself for thinking, like release that. When there's a thought, you just imagine it as a cloud. And then you're like, oh, that's a thought. And you're aware of it and you place a label on it. And then you watch it as like a cloud floating away. So that was the first time I ever heard of that because I think- really. Yeah, when I did Headspace, like that was like five oh, years wow. ago. Wow, that's so interesting. I thought that was like the main first thing people understood about meditation. Headspace made that. Well, I didn't. I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about meditation. This was oh, the okay. Headspace. Headspace was like the first introduction to that because I did believe that it was like rid yourself of thoughts, like think, got it, got it, got you it. know, whatever. And it's, and it, I usually got into a spiral because I was like, is there something wrong with me that I don't know, that I don't know how to just rid myself of thoughts. That's not human. Like literally it's obviously okay to have thoughts. And I think there, that's a big misconception about meditation is that you're supposed to be like empty and brain dead. It's like, no, you're you, but what you do is you have just a different relationship to the thoughts that come because they're inevitable. So you know, I started to do Headspace a little bit and then I got into in-person meditation classes, which I'm really bummed because of the pandemic that they're no longer. I think now they are, but I used to go to this place in LA called The Den and then there's one called Unplug and it was the most oh, nurturing, beautiful, soothing experience. To do it with other people felt really empowering. I don't know, there was something about it that resonated a lot with me. But then the pandemic happened and I think I transitioned. Also, I started Lacey Phillips. So I started the To Be Magnetic process and journey, a lot of manifestation. I know that her deep imaginings are not meditations really, but they do allow you to reflect and introspect and sink in. I would argue with that. It's just a guided meditation. Yeah. So I think once I started to do those, I felt a lot more comfortable with putting something on, really relaxing, like setting aside a big chunk of time, that got me more in the routine of things. So so I love doing Lacey Phillips. I, obviously, I still do it every other day or so. Then everyone knows I've been, I won't shut the fuck up about it, this app called Open. I don't even know how I discovered it. I think I got targeted ads on Instagram. They do such a good job of their branding on Instagram. I came oh. across it because you keep talking about it. So I think I got targeted added. Targeted added. Their branding is impeccable. It's just so funny because it's just another app with meditations and movement. And I'm like, how? It's just so fascinating that this one resonated so much with me. And yeah, it's probably the branding because we're a fucking you know sucker for branding. But something about it feels like you're in a womb. We talked about this. They're branding the actual classes. They have a studio in Venice, which I do want to go visit because they have in-person classes. And it looks like a womb. It looks like you are within 
a womb and everything is like just muted, nice colors. It just feels, it's just the community. The community I think is, is really what I go there for. But again, a lot of their classes, like I did Insight Timer. I did Calm for a little bit. You know, Mimi Bouchard has an amazing one called Superhuman. Her approach is very interesting because I started hers because you told me to do her walking meditations, but there's so much more on that app. She wants you to incorporate meditation in every part of your life, like any passive moments, like doing dishes or cooking. She has meditations for that. So that was a really unique approach that I hadn't seen before. Cause usually everyone's like, you need to sit up straight on a like, and with your cross-legged, blah, blah, which you do not need to do that. I think this is what I'm going to say. Meditation you could do it any way that you want, you fucking want. Okay. Yeah. You could do it anyway. Like you do not need to be, it's not a prescription. Do what feels good to you. Find what feels good to you. This is, this is what has worked for us. So the open app, yeah. I love it. So that has been my current experience with meditation. I wake up, I'll journal and then I'll do like a 10 minute on open. And then I put in my calendar. It is a Google calendar event at 2 PM every day meditation and it is five minutes it's nothing crazy and sometimes if I have a call then I'll move it but I have to it's a non-negotiable I go into a little room maybe it's a walking meditation maybe it's something else maybe it's just three minutes of breathing whatever but it is in the cow it's in the cow yeah I think that the biggest takeaway like for me I define meditation as any moment when I am not doing something else. And I am intentionally focusing in on my internal world and my breath. There's a lot of meditations that you can do, obviously, with your eyes open. I prefer with my eyes closed, but that's really what I define meditation as, is as am I removing myself from what I'm doing? Am I removing myself from activity? Am I removing myself from my to-do list? And am I sitting really consciously or laying down or walking in a conscious way where I am designating time to just focusing on the internal. Another thing that really opened my eyes even further is Dr. Joe Dispenza. If you do have troubles with the thought process or the thoughts coming up so much that they're so hard to ignore and it's making you frustrated, Dr. Joe Dispenza says to focus on the space around you that has nothing. So not focusing on the cup in front of you, but focusing on the space around the cup. And when you focus on the space around material things, you're actually focusing on nothing. And that almost calms your mind into focusing on nothing, which is really, really beautiful. So when I meditate and I'm feeling restless and I want to move my body a lot, and I'm just thinking about this one thing I have to do at work, I'll focus my mind with my eyes closed, like just on the open space around me, the nothingness around me, not necessarily on objects or things. And that immediately places me outside of the external and a lot more into kind of like the metaphysical internal. I feel like that's a really good tip if you are getting really frustrated and you're having difficulty just letting those thoughts go, if that makes sense. Yeah. Something that has helped me is... Obviously, if it's a guided meditation, I'll listen to the person's voice and just try to come back to that. But something that I've loved, and this is a breathing exercise that like, oh my God, I'll just do it by myself like, and put on a song or something. It's called box breathing where- oh, so good. So good. So good. Literally instant calmer downer. Instant. Like if you're in a state of heightened emotions, stop. I'll let Mads explain what it is and do box breathing. 
Also, just like any type of holding your breath. I'll do that when I'm really nervous. I'll just take a deep breath, hold the breath. And then when I release, the nerves are gone. It's it's like magic. But let me talk about holding breath real quick because someone might feel this way because when I was an outpatient, I felt this way about holding breath. Sometimes for some of us, holding breath actually can create more anxiety. So when Maddie talks about box breathing, usually it's four counts or five counts. For me, I have to start with three counts and do it at least 10 times before I can feel the anxiety. So sometimes it's not immediate in box breathing. And if you have to reduce the number, reduce the number to start with. Mm, oh my God, I do like six. Oh, I love no. holding Oh my it. God. I hold my breath for like 10 seconds. Four, four and five is so hard for me. <gasps> oh, I love it. Okay, let me, let me guide you through. All right, Scout, <clears throat> close your eyes. Everyone can do this as well. Imagine a box in front of you, okay? It could be a square, it could be a rectangle, whatever you want. On the right side of the box, we're gonna breathe in one, two, three, four. We're going to go across the box. Hold your breath for one, two, three, four. And then the left side, we're going down. Exhale. One, two, three, four. And then hold your breath at the bottom and we'll go across. One, two, three, four. And then, and then repeat. It's literally a life saver. It is. It truly is. Box breathing is fucking genius. Genius. Yeah. So I think honestly the biggest takeaway and something that I, the reason that meditation became a lot easier for me is that I released a lot of the pressure, I think, because it did feel, I mean, I, I've said this on the podcast for a long time. I struggle a lot with being alone with my thoughts, right? Like, and that's really what meditation is. When you sit there, you have nothing else to focus on other than yourself and, and your internal life. So I just, I come back to the breath. I also just got a lot more, if a thought came in, it was like, I just gave myself permission not to judge it. And that is hard. I also have zero expectations before I meditate on if this yes. is going to be a great meditation or not. Like for me, it has to, you have to look at it as just something that you do every single day. It's like working out. Like you don't need the motivation. You just need the consistency. So I released expectation that every meditation was going to make me feel alive and calm and peaceful. Yeah. And it was going to take away all my negative feelings, et cetera, et cetera. No. And when you release that expectation, one, you actually do ironically find more peace because you're not expecting something. You're not fighting for something. You're just letting go. And then two, now, since it's just this thing that I do, it's made me feel like it's a very safe place that I can go to just connect with me. Like now I look at it as the place where I don't have to check my phone. I don't have to check my email. I don't have to talk to people. I don't have to view things. I can literally export myself from this material physical world and import myself into my internal spiritual world and just get to know that realm and be really focused in on that realm for 10 to 20 minutes a day. Yeah. Also something maybe if, if you're struggling to just do the traditional like sitting and cross-legged da 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 
do it in other activities. So for instance, I know a lot of people like meditate in the shower. And what that means is you're not like standing there, close your eyes. But what it means is you like are feeling the water, you're feeling your feet on the tile, you're feeling the hands in your hair as you put shampoo, like that type of stuff. And I mean, Yeah. Starting with mindfulness, maybe like maybe if you have trouble meditating, exactly, just do micro mindfulness moments. And what mindfulness moments mean is just being hyper aware of what you're doing at that given time. So maybe just do a couple of those folding laundry, doing the dishes, like very intentional and just paying attention. Like it doesn't have to be this monumental thing. It's just like, oh, my hands are now wet from the water. Like it's really Mm -hmm. it's fascinating when you do stuff like that. Cause yeah, it gets you, it gets you into the present moment. That's also something I've loved about meditation is that it literally is the only thing you could do to be in the present moment. (laughs) Like it is when you have the thoughts, those are usually past thoughts or future thoughts. Right. And so you're giving yourself full permission to release those. And you, if you struggle with being in the present moment, like meditation is that like that is, that is what it is. Yeah. I completely agree. So I get really excited and I that's why I love to meditate because I'm just, I struggle a lot with being present and being fully in the moment. So, and I'm sure you listening are struggle with this as well. So I get so excited to meditate because it, it, it like just bam, I'm in the present right away. Mm. Mm. Okay. So here are the takeaways. If you're listening to the sisters and you've always wanted to get into a meditation practice, but you can't seem to get into it, you're having difficulties, et cetera. One, start with a couple moments of mindfulness a day. As Mad said, when you're washing your hands, just focus on what the water feels like, what the soap feels like, what your hand feels like. Insert that maybe two weeks every day towards one activity and start to see how you feel. And then two, releasing expectation or judgment that your meditation practice should feel, expand you in a certain way do something to you and just commit to showing up for the practice for 30 days and see what happens. And then three, get really creative with meditation. For me, I have to journal before I meditate. I'm not one of those people that can just wake up and immediately start meditating. I do not know how people do that. So find your groove, try things out, go for a walking meditation, meditate after working out, journal and then meditate. But know that it is definitely not a one size fits all. But the most important thing is, is that if you consistently come back to it every single day, at least five minutes, suddenly you will get much more comfortable in that space. And then you'll start to go further. And you'll kind of, as Mads has said, like look at it as a place. For me, it's my internal reality home base. For Mads, it's a place where she gets to be present. So slowly just by doing it with no expectations, no judgment and being willing to experiment what works for you, the meditation practice will creep in and you will literally never be able to live without it again. It's so true. I think I know why open is great for me. I just don't do well with like the very spiritual music. Like, you know, the type of music, right? That's okay. So that's why I love insight timer because it's so much more spiritual of an app. So I, I think that type of music and vibe is a little cheesy. So that's why open the type of music, they actually have artists that create custom like songs for these meditations and to me they're just so I I just they're so soothing and it feels a little more like beats and like and like acoustic guitar rather than like like that you know so if that's more your vibe I think that's that's why you'll resonate with um open will resonate with you more 
but just feel it out. Try it out. All these apps have like seven days free trial. Like just go try out a couple of them and just see, just see what, which vibe that gets you, gets you going. Inside Timer is actually totally free. So if you want to sign up for that, they have like premium options that you can do. But yeah, exactly. I love Inside Timer because it has that more spiritual flair. So there's a million apps out there. You will find the one for you. Melissa Wood has great meditations, all of the things. So if you meditate, let us know. DM us, talk to us in our Geneva, drop your meditation recs, some links to some good meditations. Maybe we can all try them out together as a sisterhood. And, you know, sisters, if you love this episode, if you feel inspired and nourished and wholesome, we would really, really appreciate it if you would leave us a rating and review. I promise you it is the best free way to support OKSIS and the sisterhood. And it makes, it truly does make our day. And we absolutely love you as we always say. And uh, you can find us. You want me to just keep going? I'll keep going. Yeah, just keep going. You can find us on Instagram at OKSIS Podcast, me at Scout Sobel, Mads at Maddie Mayo. And uh, you know what? TGIM, we will catch you next Monday. We will catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.